Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He used to wet the bed, but now he does this. Let's have a slumber party. Hello, I'm Tim Murray. And I'm Peter Kim. And you're listening to Slumber Party. Yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Sex been, talk radio. Yes, I've been listening to Boys to Men. Oh, a lot. My lately. first album. Is that your first CD? My first CD. Oh wow! I got that and um, Backstreet Boys in the same year. Those are my first two CDs. <gasps> now, Boys to Men two. Yes, that's what. Although it was. we've come to the end of the road. To make love to you like you want me to. That sounded good. Wow. You know, when we try not to harmonize, we do pretty we do well. Amazing. I'm right? very embarrassed to be harmonizing in front of our guests. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Truly an icon yes. of, of stage, of song and stage. This guest, my first musical improv teacher. <gasps> and then. We did a show together. Wow. And it was it was me, Mike Milan, and Ashley Ward, just three people. Wow. Doing our first musical improvised, and she was just dragging our asses around the stage. Ooh. We would just Mike and I would like make one move and then look to Ashley and she would be like, Take it away. <laughs> Help us. <laughs> she'd sing like an entire solo. Yeah. It was really fun. It was well, like, we've already fun. said her name, so we so have let's to just bring, bring her, her in. The fuck let's in. get right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. One of my favorite people truly in the whole world. I was lucky enough to work with her on Fifty Shades the musical. Broadway, which she was in and a co-author of. You know her from Baby Wants Candy. She is truly the best musical improviser. I've said this several times on this podcast without her here. She's the best musical improviser in the world. Wow. And you also can see her on Magic To Do at UCB. Please welcome to the stage, Ashley Ward. Hey, oh my gosh, y'all are so sweet. I'm so embarrassed. Am no. I blushing? <laughs> <laughs> no, you get this all the time when you know it. You're like, no. oh, I'm so embarrassed. No, it's so, no, it's so nice. A global musical you. improviser. <laughs> global. You're Surely, though, famous you're, you're in global. Edinburgh. I don't think I am. Baby wants candy. Baby wants candy is, is really, for sure. I was telling everybody like everybody loves baby. It's everybody. Nobody puts baby in the corner. <laughs> no, 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 it would be rude. <laughs> when did you nice. start with Baby Wants Candy? Uh, I joined. They had open auditions for like the first time in New York mm. in like two thousand and. I want to say 2010. It might have been 2009, but I think it was 2010. And, yeah. that, and that was when I joined. Oh, cool. Uh, which was so fun. Yeah, it was great. The first time I ever saw a baby show, it we all we were in Fifty Shades together. And mm. then you guys were like, come to our improv show. And we were like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll go to our castmates improv show. Baby was kidding who wrote the show we were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were like, yeah, I guess we'll go improv. <laughs> and then we went and it was truly all, everyone in the cast that was our, half our cast was improvisers and yeah. half were like musical theater people and so the musical theater people we all went to go see our improviser castmates and afterwards we all were like what the <laughs> fuck we are not talented we are dog shit it, we are dog shit garbage it was like watching i always say it was like watching a gymnastics meet but for your brain like they were just 
singing. You guys were harmonizing. You were doing choreography. Yeah. You were like doing so much. Were you intimidated when you first joined? Or were you like... Yes, very much. Oh, my gosh. Because Baby Wants Candy's been around for a long time. Yeah. Yes, and it's like 98. In, right. And started in Chicago. Yep, yeah. started in Chicago. I remember and- when I was in Chicago, They, I, I know a couple of me- members from Chicago that was in it. And they asked me to come do like do a hey come audition, and I was on tour, so I never got to, and it was my biggest regret. Because, but also I was so good at it. I don't know if I'd be good at it. I would make choices where my words won't rhyme, but I'll be super confident about it. Well, that's okay. You know what I mean? Is that okay? Yeah. It doesn't always have to rhyme. No, like it rhyming is like the cherry on top. It pays it off. An ice cream sundae without a cherry is still delicious. It's still dessert. (laughs) I love it. Well, you know what? Maybe I'll be uh, inspired to do it one time. Yes. I took some classes. I did some musical improv and I found it exhilarating, but probably the hardest thing I've ever done. It's what it is hard. Like, I still think it's hard and I've been doing it a long time. It's still hard to me. And like, there are people who I think it's also hard because whatever you bring to the table, the things that come easy for you the things that are hard for you, there are other people who are like rock stars at that. Right. And so you're, so it's like, you know, I'm playing with Ross Bryant, who's an amazing uh, rapper, an amazing rhymer. Yeah. And I'm up there like, uh, shoo, you, <laughs> hey, I did it. Rhymes happened. You know, like, so you, everybody brings something. Yeah. Has their like magic skill, magic power. And you are just, Intimidated by them, you know. Yeah, That's Chris Gray's cool. friend of the pod is yeah. so good at it. And oh such my god, a good he's so good. Yeah. So often when I'm watching him do a show, I'm like, you are really steering. The narrative yeah. part of it. He's really good at that. And that's, that's cool. what musical improv is like mostly about, would you say, is more doing this the through line of the story? Well, when it's narrative, but like, you know, magic to do, we don't really do narrative. We oh. do more like montage with a tie up at the end. So but even in that, you do it's you're, the better thing is to be a good improviser. To right. be a good singer is sort of secondary. Like yeah. you don't you don't want to be like tone deaf, but you know. Also, P.S. The show I did with you and Mike Milan, you were great. And you you were both great. It, it was, was a great show. It was we, a really fun show. We taped it, and I made my boyfriend sit down <laughs> and watch it recently. No, and he was your like, current boyfriend. Yeah, are you still with him? <laughs> He, he did ask if we could break up afterwards, and I told him no. <laughs> I, I told him he no. asked your well, permission. It wasn't, it wasn't because of your performance. No, it, it was ah! because you made him watch it. <laughs> yeah. And you said, I was like, can I post some of this online? And you were like, well, it's, people don't usually love to watch videos of improv. improv. It's kind of an in-the-moment sort of an art form. Yeah. But, I mean, whatever floats your boat, Tim. <laughs> and that's how Michael felt, too. He was like, I know this is so good and so impressive. I just don't know that I want to watch it on a computer screen. Yeah. <laughs> 40 minutes of... <laughs> it's got to be big screen theater release. Oh, yeah. IMAX. We yeah. should yeah. put it out on IMAX. It was a great oh, show. It was, it was like, That was like one of the most exhilarating artistic moments for me it in, really in was so fun and it and it was so thrown together and like crazy but yeah we, that room was a good little room because it was very yeah it was small under St. Mark's and there was theater. like a lot of people in there so it felt good and, yeah yeah oh that new york uh scene that comedy theater yes. scene is so exhilarating it is. how it long is. have you been out here three years just, three years just a little over three years now. okay yeah. yeah do you yeah. like it i do i yeah. do yeah i miss new york for sure but i don't I have no desire to move back there unless someone wants to give me a job with a lot of money. Right. (laughs) (laughs) What do you miss about New York? You know what? I miss the social, the like effortless Mm. socializing of New York. (laughs) Because it is like, uh, 
you know, you just show up to anywhere and it's like, oh, hey, you want to get a beer? Or you're walking down the street yeah. and your friend, you run into your friend. You're like, oh, you want to pop in this bar? Let's like talk. Or it seems like it's very drinking centric, but that not oh, necessarily. Yeah. It, is. it is more. It is. I, I like barely drink here. And I not that yeah. I was like a booze hound in New York, but, but I drank. But it's very part of the culture to drink there. Yeah. It's very much can, Chicago too. Yeah. I bet. Just walking drinking everywhere and, yeah. and like yeah. never having to drive. And like now what I realized is the amount of time I lived in New York, my like, ability to plan socially has completely atrophied. Like, yes. Isn't I am it crazy? So, I like don't know how to do it and I get like nervous and I get I get upset. Like if I ask someone to do something and they can't, like I'm like, oh, they probably don't like me. That's like I like internalize yeah. it in a weird way. And it's like, no, they just have stuff to do. You tell people you can't do stuff sometimes. Right. And it's not anything. Like, yeah. I had like a full panic attack about Fourth of July this year. I was like, <gasps> what happened? I asked you what you were up to and you're like, oh I'm going to Friends Barbecues. I was like, oh okay. I know. Who else do I know? <laughs> Who else can I hang out with? And I just kept thinking like, oh, oh a forced, a day where I'm supposed to socialize. I right. gotta find people to what, hang out What with. did you end up doing? I went to my friend's uh, pool party. I posted on Instagram being like, invite me to your pool party. <laughs> and, and then uh, someone invited and you? And a friend, a sort of an acquaintance who has now become like closer of a friend because we spent the whole day together and it was very fun. Wow. Yeah, invited me over to his pool. And uh, Lyle Maxton, who's going to be our guest later today, he went with me and Michael Henry. Okay. So that was, a we- I got a little crew together a and it was crew. very fun. You can always come and hang with me. <gasps> I would love that. Do you have a you- pool? No. Well, never mind. Okay. <laughs> okay. We, our old place, we had a pool, but we just moved. And who's Who's we? Me and my husband. Okay. Nate. When When were When did you guys get married? In two thousand and two. So oh, that's wow. if you are good at math, that's seventeen years. Wow. Come October. Damn. Congratulations. We did it. We did it. That's amazing. <laughs> seventeen years. Of, Holy of shit. You marriage. must have been nineteen. What the hell? Exactly. Oh my what god, thank fuck? you so much. Thank you. That's yeah. Insane. I was a child bride. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you grew out of it. <laughs> yeah, you know, now I'm an adult bride. Seventeen years. Jesus. That's impressive. Yeah. What's the it's secret? Oh, there's not one. You no. just I, I think it's you just stick it out and like that. <laughs> That's you like just, LA when people say yeah, like yeah. You, know, you just gotta stick around. Yeah. I mean, it is just a thing where you're just like it's not always sunshine and roses and yeah. happy times and it's you, it's just it's a slog sometimes. You yeah, know? like genuinely, that sounds like mean to my husband who's a saint. Oh. The but, loveliest. Uh, I love Nate. He's but the best. Yeah, it is. It, it's just work. It's work. And yeah. I feel like you've been in a relationship for well, four July years. Well, July 4th, I just celebrated <gasps> four years. Congratulations. Thank you so much. That's awesome. And it feels like like no time, but also like, God damn, we've been through a lot in four years. And, yeah. You know, some of it was very sloggy. Yeah. For sure. But I think you're right. It's just like every day you kind of wake up and you reinvest into the relationship, right? You yeah. both have to be like, yeah, I'm into this. Let's do it. Let's make this better. Let's compromise. That was very hard for me for a long time. <laughs> I was single for a very long time, and I thought I was like, well, it's so hard out here for a gay Asian man. Turns out I had a bad personality. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know how to share. <laughs> but it's, you've, you've been together for 17 years, so it sounds like you know you found your guy very early. Yeah, I did. Um, and it, and we, we dated for, I guess we were together for a little over three years and then we got <gasps> engaged. This is a 20 year relationship. Yeah, we just 20 had our plus. 20, we had our 20 year anniversary Damn, uh, in December. Yeah, of being together. Thank you. Wow. Thanks. Yeah, it I mean, is. That truly is a feat though, especially with the attention span we have these days. Like, 
with the you know with digital and uh, everything else yeah. yeah it's so easy to be distracted it is it's a weird it's a weird thing you know i mean i'm i'm weirdly proud of it even though there are proud of there it. are certainly moments of the marriage and the relationship that I'm like, I'm not proud of that. Yes, I was, I was right. a real jerk, you know, or like <laughs> yeah. he was a jerk to me or whatever, you know, like yeah. you have your moments where you're not great, but then you, you have to look at the sum total and not focus on the worst days. And yeah. you should be <laughs> proud of it. <laughs> oh, so that's the key. That's the key. Yeah. Don't concentrate on, <laughs> on the, the bad worst stuff. days. <laughs> okay. But you should be proud of it. I think everyone should be proud of their relationships because like you're saying, it is work. Yeah. That's what I didn't understand when I was single. They're not and magic. And I think all my single friends don't understand when they're like, oh, what Michael and I really hate is when people are like, you guys are perfect. You're a perfect couple. And we're like, we're not going to tell you all the shit we have to slog through. Yeah. Or like the bad times that we have. Is That's not really your business yeah but like also don't put that on us like i i get that you're trying to compliment and that's very nice that you yeah. say that what would you like to hear compliment wise not perfect couple what, what would you prefer to hear i would like you to talk about us as individuals and let our <laughs> relationship be yeah. our own thing yeah you know like it, it is uh or or like you guys are a fun couple like we'd love socially we'd love to have you around out with, yeah yeah but like you know, the sexual side of our life, the romantic side of our life, this, the individual social side of our life or the domestic side of our life. Like that is all, all that stuff is your own personal thing between you and your partner. And it's in its work. And yeah. a lot of it can be private or it can be, you know, stuff that you are currently working on is when people are like, you guys are perfect. I'm like, that just makes, when people say that, I'm like, Oh, you haven't really invested in me as a friend. I, but the thing, you know what? <laughs> you don't. You don't really want to get to know me. How could anyone think you're perfect? Exactly. If they really knew you. <laughs> exactly. No, but I, I think the point that you're making, or what I'm taking from what you're saying, is it romanticizes relationships in a way that's like unhealthy for other yes. people. Yeah. It like it like pr- it acts like yeah, it acts like there's some magic pill and you also then feel a little bit like a fraud if someone says right. like, "Oh my god, you're a perfect couple." And you're like, "You don't even know what I just called him this morning." Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the names I came up with were <laughs> impressive. Yeah, yeah. Like, they were like, <laughs> shit in a box and I spread it all over his clothes <laughs> and get back at him. But that's marriage, gang. Yeah. <laughs> it's ups and it's downs. <laughs> yeah, that's just marriage. <laughs> now you travel a lot for your gigs. You were just in Australia. I was. You were at the Sydney Opera House. Yes, we Holy did. Holy shit! The most jackass, funny, like uh, Thrones parody musical of Game of Thrones at the Sydney Opera House. It's so so silly and ridiculous. And like literally every day, we were all like. How is this a thing? How, How are we job? here? They're doing Madam Butterfly in the theater next <laughs> no. door. Yes, <laughs> I'm not crazy. joking. I'm okay, not joking. So th- does the Sydney Water Oh no, Waterhouse. Sydney Opera House have multiple stages? They do. Oh, I didn't realize. I okay. think they have like six. Oh. Damn. So were you on that big one where oh, we all see? Hell no. Oh, okay. So that's the there's like the concert hall, the Jones Sutherland, and then we were in what's called the Playhouse, which I think is like they're more experimental or more like on the on the Fringe. fringe. Okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is where they saw the show. It was Edinburgh Fringe last year. Oh, wait, wow. the, the Sydney Opera House saw, saw the, the show, show at like, Edinburgh Fringe you? and was like, yeah, we want to bring you down. We that is, oh, that is the dream. Insane. Right? That is isn't that Isn't that crazy? I didn't know that until we got there. That's so cool. And then the woman that brought us down was like, yeah, I saw the show in Edinburgh last last year. You yeah. weren't, But you weren't in it. I was like, yeah, because I directed it. 
Oh, hey, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Boom, shakalaka. And then she's like, you weren't in it, and I'd prefer you still weren't. Uh, <laughs> JK, JK, I think she liked me. What is, what is something you've noticed about Australian audiences that are different than American audiences? Oh, man, that's a great question. I, you know, they... Um, they don't like to give standing ovations. Not to say that our show, <laughs> not to say that our show deserved That's one. Awesome. But they, we did get a couple, and it would yeah. be, it was interesting because, like, sometimes I feel like in in an American audience, if like a row of people stands up or like a handful of people stands up, everyone is kind of like, well, I guess we got to stand gotta up. We got to do it. Yeah. And over there, it was kind of like <laughs> one time this one lady stood up. It would like literally was turning around going like with her hands like <laughs> oh my God. rise. And no, everyone else is like, we're Australian. We don't do that. <laughs> uh, that's uh, so I don't know if that's true because also we saw um, while we were there, Megan Hilty did a concert and we went. We got to go and see it at oh, the cool. Opera House in the concert hall, which was very cool. Wow. Uh, or maybe it was in the Jones Sutherland actually. But um, uh, they gave her a crazy standing ovation because they are sluts for Broadway stars. <laughs> they don't get them down there, and they are oh, right, right, mad right. hoes for oh, Broadway wow. stars. That's so. I mean, like literally, she walked out, and they were all just like wetting their pants, like losing their minds. That's crazy. Okay, so I don't know who this person is. Is she a... She was one of the original Glinda replacements in Wicked on Broadway. Got it. And okay. then her big thing that really launched her was she was on Smash. Smash. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was one of the Maryland And then Monroe she was in 9 to 5. <laughs> yeah, she sang that. She sang that at the concert, which Not I never... Not as good as we just did, yes. but no, she no. tried. She did. She made an effort. She's uh, very talented. <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't really know much about her. Yeah. And uh, we, we got to see the show for free, <laughs> um, nice. which was which was great. And she was really good. Uh, but like the way people were losing their minds, I was like, am I missing something? Because I mean, she was great, right. but I was just like, damn, y'all. So they does really she just... just sing songs from her shows? Or That's... does she have like a personal story? Like, what's the show? The show is mostly just her singing songs from different shows and then although she sung nothing from nine to five which come on i found that shocking i find that shocking too she was in the nine to five musical as dolly parton wait does she do you not get the rights or something how does that work you don't have to have you don't have to have rights concert show Uh -uh. i wouldn't think you could just sing other people's songs yes how does that work you may have to get rights. you don't don't have to get because think about all those joe's pub shows and 54 below shows that we see those theater actors have no money. They're not getting the rights. That's true. I think I once did a show that was like a benefit show for um, it was right when Trump became president and we were all scrambling. We're like, we need to get raise money for LGBTQ. So there were it was like a huge theater in Chicago and it was 10 ish Broadway singers like Chicago singers yeah. plus me right in the middle to do some stand up to break it up. And they were all like beautiful singing but they were all singing songs from their own shows from shows that they had been they, in they, 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 they have been in yeah yeah i wonder if she gets special permission or something or i don't or maybe you don't have to get anything i don't know i don't think or you're you just do. flying by the seat of your pants and hoping nobody gets I, I would feel weird about that if i like wrote a song and and someone else was making money off of my song yeah, but i think about it, it happens all the time i think it does right, and kelly they, clarkson's and, always doing covers 
But she probably pays. She oh, probably pays. Yeah, I think when right. you're at that level, if you're a you pop clear star, it. Yeah. you got to clear it. I think, honestly, what they're probably doing is just like, well, if someone gives pit. us a cease and desist, we'll stop doing it. Yes. I bet that's I what they're see. doing. But they're I'm, not making enough money I bet on Megan it for, it to, paid, for anyone though. to care. Or at least yeah. got yeah, permission or something. Yeah. So in between, she would just sort of talk. It was actually her banter was very like cash. It was crazy because she comes out in this like sparkly gown and then she's just very like hey how's everybody doing and it's just like super like <laughs> blah blah this is a free trip to australia for me yeah to make ten thousand dollars yeah. so um, <laughs> put her rates yeah. on blast she, wa- <laughs> <laughs> she was i mean it was it wasn't like there were stories or that there was like a dramatic arc or anything it was just like i'm gonna sing some songs i like and here we go my favorite was she did a cover of you know the don henley song forgiveness the but I no. think it's about forgiveness, forgiveness, even if, even if you don't. You've never heard this song? No, no. but you have a beautiful voice. Oh, yeah, you're, you're so singer. sweet. <laughs> I'm glad that we got a little bit of your singing <laughs> a cappella. No, well, you have to hear this song. It's a great song. And I've mm. always thought it would be such a good song for a woman to sing. And then she sang it, and I was proven right. That's oh, wow. the real point of the <laughs> concert. <laughs> that you were correct. <laughs> That's the only thing I like about going to those like Broadway cabarets or concerts is every now and then you'll get a, a song that you either haven't heard before that you fall in love with or a song that you haven't heard in a long time. Yeah. And you're like, oh, <gasps> Clyde Voce, my former uh, for, made up my name. Former, my made up name. <laughs> I know, I know he always up. gets that. <laughs> former guest of the pod. He um, is a musical theater performer. We went to college together, and when we were in college, he came out of the closet and his didn't go very well with his family. Oh, and no. then his like a month later, or maybe even less than that, his family came to his senior <gasps> show. Like the, he sang a bunch of songs and did like a sort of like your your last thing you do in college. Mm-hmm. And he sang "It's Not Easy Being Green." And he sang it like right to his family. Oh. And I was just bawling. Oh it was like the God. hardest I've ever cried. I'm in about a to cry just hearing that story. Yeah. It's so sweet. I love that when someone like reinvents a song yeah. or, or has a different repurposes. Yeah, but a lot of most of the time you're just like, oh God, now you're it's I don't understand why the the theater world and the comedy world, you're a great person to talk to about this. Why they can't converge in a better way. Like the things that I love about the theater world are that it's very um, not respectful. Uh, it's very uh, people take it seriously, yes. And so people show up on time and they do their work beforehand. Mm-hmm. But what I don't love about the theater world is that it's so self serious, and the right. comedy is almost always really bad. And then the <laughs> comedy world, I love how fun and silly it is. But I wish people would show up on time and right. and like take yeah, it a yeah. little prepared. more seriously. Yeah, yeah. come yeah, yeah. prepared. It's almost like a badge of honor in the comedy world to be like blasé about it. It's like, crazy, especially yeah. in certain communities. I feel like uh, the stand-up world is very much like that. It's like everyone we know just comes like in the middle of the show. Yeah, rather not everyone, but a, a lot of people. Rather yeah, I I found that in LA, a lot of comics have this like, oh, your show starts at eight, I'll be there by eight twenty. Oh my god! And you can put me and on. And they're whatever. on your show. Yeah, yeah. And you're, you're just like, um, okay. And in Chicago, we're used to doing thirty minute pre show call times. Yeah. So people show up half an hour earlier. But also, Chicago's a very theater town. Yeah. So everyone has that same kind of training or expectation. Whereas LA, I feel like no one really has that kind of training. Right. So they're just like, oh, you said eight. No one really starts till 8 30. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the shows never start on time here. It drives me crazy. Well, yeah, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that part of the culture. It's also like the, <clears throat> it, it, 
is all over LA though because it's like um <clears throat> excuse me it's like the if you go to get like a not a bagel but like whatever like a breakfast sandwich at like a coffee shop or something in the yeah. morning like the kind like you would just walk in and be like oh can I just get like a bacon egg and cheese on a bagel or whatever yeah. Yeah. like in New York that's instant right and here it's like yeah okay let me yeah. do this like it's so slow it's like so you're just like slow. that's not what this is do you not understand what this is this is a very quick transaction yeah yeah i need to get to my job go yeah. yeah yeah but then you get to your job and they're like no one's in <laughs> you're 15 minutes late you're so early yeah yeah <laughs> like, what? at my job my teaching job i teach children and people come strolling in <gasps> Yeah. way past the time that they're supposed to be there these kids are just sitting in that so often i'll get a group text that's like um room full of kids no no adults no one's here no one's here for like the last 20 minutes they've just been sitting there it's like so la just and it's like, normal oh, it's normal it's crazy that's crazy i hate and i wish i wish they could converge in a better way because when they do it's so magical yeah. like when you think of what's the, an example the really successful musical theater shows broadway musical theater comedies mm-hmm. are actual comedy writers making a musical theater show. Book of Mormon, Love. Avenue Q, Love. Spam a lot, Love. Fifty Shades the Musical, I would put in in that realm of shows right. that are actually truly but funny let me, and run for a year or more. Let yeah. me ask you this though. None of those things are really employing comics. You're employing actors slash musical theater. Well, in but, fairness, in in Book of Mormon, they would bring in tons of people from UCB to audition for the Josh Gad part. I don't remember what it, yeah, yeah, the guy's yeah, name yeah. is, but they did like there were actual comedians in that role who played it. There was a guy named Chris, I think his name. But was they Chris. were they had to be able to like they sing. had to sing too. Yeah, and, right. Yeah. But so like I, I think that's actually less important. The the actors in it, I understand. That the art form is you got to do this eight times a week. You got to be able to sing. Yeah, a lot of times you got to be able to dance. You have to be a theater person first to do theater. That makes that's sense what to I me. mean. The writing yeah. side of it. Oh, right. I'm like Book of Mormon was so successful because Matt Stone and Trey Parker are great comedy writers. Right. Whether whatever we think about them as like as the South Park and all that shit, but like the the joke writing is so solid. Yeah. Same with Avenue Q. Same with Fifty Although, Shades. Although, ooh, Avenue Q has not aged well. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> even, even Book bikes. of Mormon is not. <laughs> really aging no no but like as far as the joke writing like you look at like um like i just remember you and people in the theater are so hungry to laugh they will people at comedy shows do not want to laugh people at the theater are like like remember that um jason robert brown musical leaving las vegas or or oh oh something in vegas yeah the honeymoon in vegas Vegas. there is a lyric in there that is like i'll um just like Jay-Z and Beyonce, I will make you my fiance. And I, when I heard that, I was like, that can't be real. And my friend said he saw the show and the audience erupted in laughter. What's so funny is I could totally hear someone singing that in a musical improv show and it yes. killing, but yes. that's right. the difference is they right. thought of it instantaneously. The they didn't like massage it over time. Yeah. Write that <laughs> down. And then like a 25th annual Pudding County Spelling Bee I, one of the hardest I've ever laughed in a theater. So fucking funny. The book is so funny. The jokes are so solid. And then I did the show and I was the improv part of the show, which mm-hmm. is like the vice the principal, principal that yeah. Yeah, is like running the spelling bee. And there's all these extra jokes in the back that you can throw in whenever you want. 
and I added my own shit all the time. Yeah. And that was so fun. But then you go to the songs and the lyrics are by this guy named William Finn, mm-hmm. who's like legendary in the theater yeah. world, did like falsettos. And which I just saw at the Amundsen, which was great. Oh, yay. It was really good. Falsettos and what else has he done? Uh, uh, like a weird, new brain. Yeah, like, weird. Uh, weird romance is that the name of it or no new brain i think it's called weird romance weird romance yeah, or something he's like, like a very artsy legendary very good musical theater writer but the the book of spelling bee is so funny there are no punchlines in in the any of the songs mm. it's all just like cute Ernest. it's yeah it's interesting yeah. i'm like this i think this would have ran a lot longer had it been because if you want to get like straight men for instance to love a broadway show i don't ever (laughs) (laughs) but like we have to placate to them a lot in comedy and especially in the theater world it's either like you're that is how like people like my dad for instance yeah he would go see spam a lot 10 times if he could right he never wants to see wicked again oh you know what i mean because he wants it was too earnest Yeah, yeah yeah and I just think that's so interesting that so often Broadway shows, or even like if you're doing your cabaret, pay a comedy writer a hundred dollars to, yeah. to write your banter to, or punch up right. what punch is up. your like in you know natural to you, but then make it a little funnier if you're not funny. Let me ask you this: Have you guys ever gone to or would like to go to Countess Luann's <laughs> cabaret show? I have never gone. I would go, even though. She works my nerves. Yes. <laughs> she works my nerves. She, she really does. Wait, do you watch Housewives? Oh, okay. big time. Finally! Big time. There's big time. So many First people who Housewives come on guys. that don't watch Housewives, they're like, oh, yeah. Uh, they, they, okay, Tim almost looks down on me for watching How Housewives. Dare you, I think they got to start watching. <laughs> to each her own trash. Now, Luann is so such a narcissist, oh. classic egomaniac. She's being <laughs> insane. Insane. And she is selling out these fucking houses. And I, a part of me thinks like, okay, great. You know, she has reinvented herself. Cool. Everyone needs a chance, a second yes. chance after, you know, going to jail or whatever. But she, I'm, I'm sure more than half the people at that show are there as a joke. Oh, 100%. Right? Because they're like, look at this novelty thing I'm yes. going to. Or there for the train wreck aspect of right. it. Of just like, money can't buy you class. Like a horrible singing and then just like, hey, everybody, it's me, Luann. Giovanni. Giovanni. I will say, I've seen like Instagram stories of, of her concert and every time I watch that, I'm like, I get it. Like, I think this would be very fun to be at it, maybe it just is, for the joke part of it yeah i yeah. think there is like a campy something i mean because it there it's funny that you asked that question because i'm like yeah part of me would want to and then part of me would be there being like what am i doing yeah, exactly <laughs> i don't want to yeah. support this right <laughs> yeah but it seems like so, it's like if you are just famous you can really do anything oh. bad and still sell out oh yeah oh yeah which makes me just go like maybe i should just get famous first yeah and then but you can do whatever you want yeah Lori instead of Martin like, has been coming for Stormy Daniels oh on yes. Twitter. Uh-huh. Stormy Daniels, obviously very famous now, started doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. And Lori Kilmartin was just like, dude. <laughs> like, Stop buying tickets to this. Yeah, yeah, like I've been doing this my whole fucking life. I've been working years. to get really good at this. This really sucks that like you just are right now famous and now you get to call this stand-up. It is. It's a weird time, I feel like. I mean, I guess this probably always existed in some way, shape, or form that people would sort of like 
if they were in the zeitgeist, they would capitalize on it by right. doing some jackass totally. show that yeah. they should never do. Yeah. But like, ugh, it seems so much worse now than ever before. And I mean, I'm certainly part of the problem. Like in in, in that, I'm like, yeah, I'd go see that show. I, right. I don't know if I'd pay for it, but if somebody if else bought comp? the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting. I'm like so that. cheap. <laughs> um, your friend Hunter Bell, writer of Tyler of Show. What a great name. Yeah. Isn't great that a great name? Hunter Bell. Hunter Bell. And that sounds like a porn name. His brother's name is Deaton. No. Deaton Bell. Or wow. is it Deacon? I think it's Deaton. Deaton. I didn't I'm really know his brother. Because I get to do musical theater nerd references. In this show, title of show, it came out 10 years ago. Something like that, Something like yeah. That. He, there's a joke in one of the... Uh, another really great comedy Very musical. funny maybe show. My, one, maybe one of my favorite shows, That and You're in Town. But in the show, they're like... Uh, the this a blank page is talking to one of the characters and he's like, people don't want to see the shit you're writing. People want to see Paris Hilton in the apple tree. <laughs> he's like, who wants to see Paris Hilton in the apple tree? It's like a lot of people, motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck. And Paris now, Hilton in the apple tree? The, I don't get the that reference. The apple tree is a, a musical that is... Oh, oh. Like, like Kristen Chenoweth did on Broadway. It's yes. like, a, uh, it's like an old... Soprano, I'm trying to old. remember who wrote it. I don't remember, but it's someone like... Either. It's a known... But Barbara Cook was in the original, who was like the original Mary and the Librarian in the Music Man. It's very like it's a deep cut. Operatic. It's a deep cut musical theater. Oh, reference. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But well, for joke... me, I'm very uneducated, so every <laughs> reference is a deep cut for me. You're not uneducated. You just don't know this dumb shit in my brain that no one needs to. There's no. It is not helpful to anyone to know as much about musical theater as I know. I bet there are a lot of people listening who really appreciate it. I, I bet yeah. so too. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But why? Why? I guess that is such it. a funny bit in the show, though. That it's such a funny bit. But about. now, would that even land as much? Like they'd have to that change. That is it. a very real thing. We could we could see a Real Housewife on Broadway this year. Oh, we there already has been Nene Leakes. Oh yeah, in, uh, she was Chicago. in Cinderella oh. and Chicago. She, she was, was in Cinderella when they when oh, they did the right. redo of Cinderella. What, she was, I think, she was the either the queen or the fairy godmother. Is that possible? Oh, she wasn't wow. the fairy godmother. <laughs> that would be amazing. She was the stepmom. Oh, okay. oh, she was the that she was the stepmother. I was like, wait, what <laughs> show am I talking about? The <laughs> queen. Nene Leakes, <laughs> impossible. Things are happening <laughs> every. I was in that show. You, you were, were not, not. A, not on the Broadway, but uh, oh, okay. in Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> Beef and Boards Theater? Where? No, it was, uh, oh, what is it? It was the Western Illinois University Summerstock <gasps> Company. Oh, Summerstock. Well, you know what they say about Western Illinois? It's the Broadway of the Midwest. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's the Broadway of the Quad Cities, actually, because <laughs> that's where it's close to, Macomb, Illinois. Is that where you're from? Oh, Lord, no. I'm from Georgia. <laughs> Georgia. Okay. So you have a beautiful accent. Oh, thank you. That's so accent. sweet. Yeah. yeah. Is that something that you um, hear people like telling you about? Like, oh, you have an accent. You have an accent. Yes. Do you hear it as well? Do I hear my accent? Yeah. Yeah, totally. You do? Oh, oh okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm very aware of it. It was a thing like in theater school where they really tried to beat it out of me. And I just was like... If I can do it when I need to, isn't that enough? Like, I feel like such a phony, like not Walking talking, around, like, like hello. being like, hi, everybody. It's me, Ashley Ward. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> Thank good. you. Uh, but like, I would feel like such a phony baloney. Like, that's yeah. like not who I was for 18 years. And then they're like, yeah, don't be talking like that anymore. And I was like, I don't want to. And so I, I think it's refreshing. It. I never yeah, I hear a it. Southern accent in LA. Yeah. It's very charming. Oh, it is. It's very like, 
reflective of your personality. That's how I feel when I wear like my old high school shirts or like things that say my hometown on it. I'm like, I don't want to like try to dress fancy today. I want to like feel like this person I've always been. Yeah. 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 That was, uh, but people do comment on it. And actually like I've noticed whenever I coach improv or teach improv, people will do, I feel like probably more Southern scenes than they normally would. Like, I think they just can't help it. Right. They just sort of are like, we got to do this. Hey, y'all. And people do, people (laughs) like to imitate it. And my whole thing is, that's fine. As long as you're not doing it in a jerky way. If you do it in a jerky way, I'm probably going to like not be nice about it. But my larger thing is, I'm so annoyed by all the bad Southern accents that exist on television and in films. Oof, yeah. And like all the people who think they do a good one. And like my, I had like a tweet a while back that was basically like, everyone doing a Southern accent who is not actually Southern, your Southern accent is terrible. Yes, even you, guy who thinks it's so good, it's horrible. Yes, they're <laughs> like, always bad. You need bad. to own it. They're, always, they're almost also, always bad. what is a Southern accent? Because there's so many different regions of exactly. our quote South. Yeah. Do you feel like you have a good like ear of like Georgia versus Texas versus Louisiana? No, I mean, it depends. Certain yeah. places for sure. Like New Orleans accent is very specific to me. <sighs> People okay. often think I have a Texas accent, which I don't. Like, if you talk to people from Texas, I don't really sound like them. It, but mine is also like a mishmash because I was born in Alabama. All my family's from Alabama, but I grew up in Georgia, so it's gotcha. a little, a little of both. <clears throat> but yeah, I, it, it, there there are differences. Like Charleston has a pretty specific one. Yes. Um. But yeah. Do you watch Southern Charm? Oh, you know I do. Yes! Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, I don't watch Vanderpump. That's the only one I always... You need to get on it, Peter. Yeah. You need to get up on uh, Vanderpump. I, Vanderpump I, you know it up. You know why? I think it's because it's so close and I know where it is. <laughs> I know. It feels scary and weird. I'm, I'm meeting up with my friend Bridget Bull tonight to have dinner and to um, to bring my calendar so that we can go plan our date to Tom Tom which is oh, a bar yes. on Vanderpump uh-huh. Rules that I'm very excited about. Do you guys wow. watch The Bachelorette? No. no. I, I saw- just saw that for the first time last <gasps> night. Okay. What, and what got you into The Bachelorette all of a sudden? My girlfriends from college have all just moved here uh-huh. and they're like, we do this every Monday. You got to come. So I was like, fine. I'll come watch this. I was like, this is going to be fucking miserable. <laughs> 30 seconds in, I am hooked. <laughs> I am in. Here's what about The Bachelor. I don't... Did you say Bachelorette or Bachelor? It's The Bachelorette right Oh, now. okay. Yeah. I don't mind The Bachelorette. I don't care for The Bachelor. Because I think it really, I think it's harmful for women and human. For sure, it's definitely harmful for human. But you don't think that about uh, the Real Housewives? No, because the Real Housewives, they're it's more of their. I mean, it's very produced, obviously these storylines. But they're just kind of following them around, and they're doing events and galas. You know what I'm saying? It's like harmful in the way that like. I don't know, that Instagram is harmful. That it's like, that it's sort of trying to show this aspirational lifestyle that's probably, you know, built on tons of lies. You know, they're probably all like filing for bankruptcy all the time and shit, like living beyond their means. Yeah. It's a little keeping up with the Joneses. Like that aspect of it is probably not healthy, but. Yeah. But like Bachelor, the Bachelor is, is like, what? There's 20 beautiful women going for this one guy. Yeah. And they're all competing against each other. And, and he's yeah. like banging them like left, right, yeah, and center, right? I've never seen it. Douche. Yeah, and they're like, oh, hometown visits and stuff like that. I'm like, this feels exploitative, you know, of 
of women. Like I don't yeah. I don't care if men are exploited that way just because inherently the power struggle yes. just exists in that way so we could topple it. But the bachelor seems so fucking dated now. It's like yeah, what? it's like, get out of here. It is, I will say, watching it, I was just like, this feels so 2005. <laughs> like, the, the yeah. Bachelorette has, like, chunky highlights. It is so <laughs> just like, it's like Diana DeGarmo era, American Idol season three, yes. where she is just, but it was fun to see, like, four hot guys just, like, her controlling all of them and being like, I'll go on a date with you, then I'll go on a date I like with that. you. So I that like was that. kind of fun, but it is very, like, I mean, they are all incredibly stupid yes but that's also that's why we watch reality tv that's why yeah. I watch 90 day fiance the best yeah. show on television i've watched a little 90 day fiance i haven't really gotten into it. i'm a real bravo devotee me too i'm a real bravo, you gotta, bravo. you gotta get into bravo get yeah. up into bravo there's great stuff southern charm new orleans is really fun too now that i haven't watched you must I, get into okay, it okay i'll it's get into that you do vanderpump cool. rules i'll and do yes. i'll do <laughs> southern charm we'll new orleans. <laughs> can we go to new orleans and do slumber party <gasps> I my, have I never love, been. I love New Orleans. Orleans. Oh, oh my god, god we you have to go. go. The only pro- <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Let's do a show out there. Oh my god, yes. We'll get Chichi Devane from Ooh. RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay, you know her? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I did. I did a video with Chichi. I love Chichi. She's um, fun. But this is the best city. It's so it? it's really fun. I've never been. I really want to go. Beignets. I just want to eat beignets all the time. What is that? Those, Those little, little donuts. Puffy donut with the powdered with the powder sugar, sugar on top. Oh. Yes. You never had a beignet? No, I've really only ever been to New Orleans once for a wedding, but I was there for like three days with all my college friends. And they didn't have beignets? We didn't have, but we were only drinking. Yeah. Oh, okay. it's a, I mean, it is hardcore I don't even remember drag. eating food at all. We yeah. literally... We're so, so wasted. Po' boys. Po' boys are po good boys, there. Po' boys, shrimp po' boys. Oh, I did have a po' boy and it was delicious. Oh, yeah. Love a po' boy. Hottest guy I've ever seen in my life, the H&M in New Orleans. Uh, okay, <laughs> I'll never off. forget. I'll never forget. I followed him around the store. I was just like, Whoa. He wasn't even working there? He was No, a customer. <laughs> oh, my God. You stalked a customer. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Have you yeah, never stalked a customer? You're going to get arrested in <laughs> <Yeah>. New Orleans. <laughs> you're allowed to drink on the street there. They're not arrested. There's me. no laws in New Orleans, apparently. There's no laws. Yeah, you're allowed yeah. to stalk in New Orleans. Wow. <laughs> so, Ashley, you grew. You were born in Alabama. Yes. But you grew up in Georgia. True. Okay. What was What was that like? Did you grow up with like uh, your cousins and family? You know, most of my cousins were all of my cousins were in Alabama. Um, basically, my mom and dad moved to Georgia, and my aunt, and then everyone else in my family all lived in Alabama. Oh, okay. So they're, they're the only ones that got out of Alabama. <laughs> yeah, they were the only ones who wow. escaped all the way to Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> they really went right. I mean, where I, I was born is like right across the Georgia Alabama line. Okay. Uh, and where I grew up is just a little southeast of Atlanta. Um, so like, yeah, it would, we, we would see our cousins, um, but they, we were like the fancy people to them, which was hilarious to us because they were just like, oh, well, I'm so sorry. We're not my, I had cousins from a town and this is a real town in Alabama called Slap Out, Alabama. No. Slap Out. Slap Out was the name of the town. So it was near Wetumpka, if that gives you any reference. It doesn't. (laughs) I love Wetumpka this time of year. Oh, I love summering in Wetumpka. Wetumpka. (laughs) Wow. There's only one place I've been to in Alabama. I was on tour at Fairhope. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that near Birmingham? 
near Birmingham, near Mobile. No, Mobile. Oh, it's near Mobile. Yeah, okay. Like right All across these, that little so bridge. Not, oh, okay. All yeah. these city names sound like the a title of a Reese Witherspoon movie. <laughs> Fairhope. <laughs> Fair Wetupka. Mobile. Mobile. Yes. The yeah. only time I've been to Alabama was in Fairhope. That's yeah. like the that's the tagline to uh, no. some uh, no uh, No, she's I'm, just I'm making, making that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reese Witherspoon movie. I'm really like, oh good at improv. Wow. <laughs> I was like, I gotta see. I gotta see that film. <laughs> You're obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we I did get to see my cousins uh, a few times a year, and I only when we were little. We just had two girl cousins who were like the same age as me and my sister. And then later, my parents got divorced, and I, uh, and uh, I still, I guess, only have those cousins, right? No, no, because then my other aunt had a child, but I was like 18 when she had her. So, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, she's like a, you have a wee cousin. Pretty big immediate family. You have. I have four siblings. Four so siblings. I have two brothers and two sisters. Dang. Oh, wow. Yeah. And where do you fall on that line? I'm the oldest. Yes. <laughs> the wisest. Charge. Yeah. And the, I'm the oldest, too. Oh, I you are? I didn't like it. I, I, I felt like there was too much responsibility too early. Yes. And I had to grow up too fast. And I hate it. I think that's why I do what I do now. I think I took I'm, everything too seriously. Me because too. Of I was such a serious kid. I was too. And I think that's why now I'm like, I'm throwing myself into the silliness because I'm like, I didn't get to have a childhood. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm the Michael Jackson of my family. Oh, Ooh, that's oh, weird no, to say. No, you're I just not. realized the implications of that. <laughs> you're I just not, meant you're that not. his childhood was <laughs> yes, stripped yes. away. Oh, not, you didn't make other. People in your life get in the corner of the bed and show <laughs> so you their butthole? No. Oh. Not as a child. <laughs> <laughs> no. But oh. that is true about both of you. I've been backstage with both of you at different shows at several times, and you both sort of have um, r- 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 king of the castle energy. <gasps> really? Like, you both sort of... Hostess with the most. Yeah, you're, you're very like, okay, everyone's going to have a good time. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, you're like sort of hosting the backstage area in a way that's so welcoming, but also yeah. very um, taking command. Oh, yeah. interesting. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I do tend to do that. Yeah. I think, you know what it is? I think it's because I'm the oldest. I'm used to that role. And when I, usually in like creative spaces, a lot of people are kind of like middle children or youngest people. So they're like, oh, well, I don't know what to do. So I guess I'm yeah. just going to stick around, you know? So like, and I kind of have very little patience. So like, I always go like, okay, um, you're here, you're here. Everybody cool. You have water, blah, blah, blah. And I need to make sure everybody's like, yeah, I'm like always being the stage manager. It's good to have that person though, especially in the comedy world. Especially it's just, oh my in gosh, the comedy yeah. But I don't just mean like organizing it. Like we did a Queer Eye show together. Together yeah. with all like um, gay comedians that we all have respect and like, yeah. or t- I was a little intimidated by, and it was so nice to have you in the room being like, okay, we're all kiki. Like it didn't feel like anyone was doing a clicky thing. It was like yeah. Peter is sort of r- steering the ship, and we're I hate all- the clicky thing. Yeah, that happens with stand-up shows a lot. Everyone like clicks up because mm. they're nervous. It's a terrible feeling, and Ugh. it's it's out of insecurity. It's not, yeah. no one's trying to be mean. Yeah. No, Everyone's yeah. just like <gasps> grab someone I know and just. Talk just to them. talk to them, yeah, yeah. yeah. and and then it makes it, it makes it feel like an insider outsider thing. So I always try to break up clicks as much as possible. Yeah, if so good. you're good at that, That's you're good. good at, you're good at that. I don't too. think I'm good at that. You I think, think I no because I think I get like I'm the I'm get insecure. Like oh god no, like, it doesn't come off that way at all. Oh, when we're good. doing Fifty Shades, if you I would always sneak into the girls' dressing room <laughs> to oh get god. a looky <laughs> at what Check they're out wearing. Those sweet areola. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the nip out of it. Yeah. I just want the areola. <laughs> just the mouth. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I would go in their 
weird just to hear what you guys were talking about because every time I'd walk in there, you'd be telling a story and everyone would just be like, oh, keep going. Will you tell the story about when you did? When you were doing a competition when you were in, uh, I think, high school or junior high and you sang a song, but the girl before, but the girl oh. before, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it, yeah. Was in, it was the talent show in middle school. <laughs> and me and this girl, Joanna Young, I don't care, I'll blast her. Yeah, let's drag her. <laughs> it was like the county version of the talent show. <clears throat> and so, like, we both sang Memory, but. You, what they didn't clear that before you guys <laughs> right? went on? You didn't have to get the rights. Wait, wait, did I? Say- <laughs> you don't have to get the rights. You just do whatever you want at the talent I, show. I think I sang "Memory" too. Yeah, I think we both sang it. Yeah, it's hard to remember because what she did was this was shortly after the chat space shuttle Challenger explosion, oh, and she came out. And she's like, "I'd like to dedicate this song to the space shuttle Challenger." <gasps> so of course that bitch is gonna win. Yeah, she had a dedication. <laughs> now, yeah, she sang before you. I think so. Now, did you dedicate it as well to something else? No, I just, just was like, this up? song's about cats. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't. Honestly, I don't even remember if I sang. I think I did sing Memory, though. I'm pretty wow. sure. I think we both did. And like, not to be braggy, but I'm a better singer than her. Yeah. She just had the marketing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she that had the branding down. So funny. Well, and she would always talk about how she was a water baby. Like, I guess she was born with like like water on the brain or something, some weird huh? thing. Like, I don't know. What does that mean? Like, I don't know. Not but a I, water birth? As, no, no. It was like some def- some defect. I don't I know exactly. About water babies, yeah. And you would always have talk heard about, about water babies? I think from that <laughs> oh, from this story. I can't stop talking about water, water babies. <laughs> that is one of my favorite things, though, that I find so fascinating that, I mean, audiences really will just eat that shit up because they it's so sad but like audience the general audience i mean you look at the bachelor yeah the, the people are not that smart when we were in edinburgh i'm not gonna name the show <laughs> but i saw a show in edinburgh <laughs> that was all about being gay but it was about like being gay at a gay school dance and it was their own there was a true story about going to a school dance with the music of greece <laughs> it was so <laughs> fucking crazy it was like a 2012 <laughs> true story and about these people trying to go to a school dance as a gay couple but then all out of fucking nowhere they were just like go grease lightning you know what? i was like what is happening they, they didn't they- tie grease lightning to lube or anything uh, <laughs> that feels that's like a fun. natural connection and i tell you this like <laughs> none of it made sense it couldn't have been less funny rupaul was a character for no reason it was like it cra- the whole thing was crazy i was so shocked at how crazy bad it was and then at the end of the show, out of truly nowhere, they form a line at the end of the stage, and they were like, and they uh, went to prom together, the gay couple. And then, in Orlando, Florida, <gasps> no. the worst mass this shooting better be like, oh. in American no, history, no. gay people were murdered. Oh my God. And then they were like, homecoming queen (laughs) so crazy so the whole rest of the time we were in edinburgh i was just like you guys i think we should end our voldemort show by being like and that is how harry potter was birthed but in september 11th (laughs) harry potter oh my god just completely you can't just take a national tragedy and try to connect it to the thing you're saying to get 
applause. Oh, you know yeah, that makes me so do. mad. <laughs> <laughs> I got burned in sixth grade. You did. You've never forgotten it. No. I'm going to start, I'm gonna start <laughs> saying, dedicating all my sets to the Challenger explosion. <laughs> <laughs> See how it goes. It worked for Joanna Young. <laughs> it really did. Where is she now, right? I don't know. Yeah. Probably talking about being a water baby. <laughs> Bragging about it. <laughs> did you have slumber parties yeah. going on? What were your experiences oh, like? Oh, hell yes. I had I loved slumber parties, uh, partly because I love to go to other people's houses yes. um, just to like see what their life was like. And for whatever reason, I don't know, I guess I, I'm very smell conscious. So I'm like always interested in like how people's here. houses smell uh-huh. and like what is that smell and what does my house smell like to them? Like, you know, like those kind of things. Um, but yeah, we would have uh, tons of them. Sometimes small groups, sometimes bigger groups. Co-ed uh, or just girls? Well, I did a couple of things. When I was a senior in high school, I asked my mother if I could have a co-ed slumber party. And my mother was so strict and she somehow agreed to it. <gasps> but like, you know, nothing, I don't think, nothing really happened. Just use condoms. Nobody did. <laughs> no. Like, I'll, I'll allow it, but here's a bowl of condoms. <laughs> but, but she was actually cool about it and let us have it, which I still to this day can't believe. Incredible. Um, and, but then in middle school, a big popular thing in my town were lock-ins at churches, which were basically <gasps> I used like, to do that. that was basically like a huge slumber party huge, that had yeah. people you didn't invite, like right. that you wouldn't necessarily invite right. there. And I mean, it was finger bang central. Like, <gasps> People were constantly. At the church oh my God! Yes. Where like, would it happen? Like under the pews, or no. <laughs> <laughs> like usually in the well, not always, but like in the fellowship hall was where we would sleep, and so it was like big, and they just would let you sleep by a boy, or like 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 they wouldn't weren't really wow. monitoring when the sleeping time happened. Did you have any finger banging experiences? I did <gasps> have. I, don't, I can't remember if it was finger banging, but it might have been with uh, this guy from middle school that I that I liked. Who we weren't even dating or anything, yeah. but it was just like I was just like I'm wild. Yeah, yes. I'm lock in. Anything could happen. But then I went to, so, oh my god, that's so fun. <laughs> so that was at like the Methodist church. Uh-huh. But then we one time I went to there was one Catholic church in my town. Like a, lo- a lot of people don't know, like in the South, Catholicism is kind of like. People are not okay. Like they're they think it's bad. Yeah. Like Ooh. like you know. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a weird thing that people don't know. They think that, it's like, like a Yankee thing. Yes. Yeah, it's a very uh, northeast. It's thing, very. I feel they're like. just like mm, Catholics. You know, yeah. like not. It's not like su- I don't know how it is now, but like where I grew up, it was a little like mm. looked down upon. There were probably like twelve Protestant churches in my not that big town and one Catholic church. Wow. Okay. And so we all got invited to uh, this Catholic church lock in, but they did not get the memo on what happens at lock-ins because they showed us a reel-to-reel religious film that was like the Passion of the Christ, but like before, like like worse, like no no production value. I know what you're talking about. I used to get He's shown like, like hell oh. videos all the time. Yeah, with like, so we're all, like, and normally when you would go to a lock-in at a Protestant church, they would show fun movies or you'd go right. roller skating or like, you know, you'd do other stuff. It's just fellowship. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> this was like very proselytizing and then they put the girls in one room and the boys in another room and made us go to bed at like 11 o'clock or something. We're all like, oh what the God. hell? This isn't a lock-in. That's so Catholic. So I think the boys snuck into to the girls room and we're just like in there talking yeah. and also we're like stacked up like cordwood in these tiny little rooms like there's like <laughs> oh no God. room 
And so it, there, nobody's like doing anything because right. we're like right up on each other. Yeah. And so we're in there and we're talking and this guy busts in and he opens the door and flings on the light and he's like, you fucking whores. <laughs> <laughs> he called us whores. What? And he's like, how dare you desecrate this church by having the boys in your room? We're like, we didn't go in their room. They came, they in, came our in our room. at the women. Of only. course. Screaming at us, God. saying, I'm calling all of your parents and telling them what a bunch of whores you are <gasps> and all this. And so we all gave them fake names because like only like, yeah. only like <laughs> <laughs> only like one or two people were actually members of the church and they had just right, invited yeah. all of the rest of us. I, they invited I, the Protestants. Isn't that's, that that's insane? Crazy to me. Like, what? Why, oh, first of all, why? Because they wanted more parishioners at the church guess. or something? I think they were just exactly. like, oh. How did they get your information to invite you? Was it just like a... Well, it was our friends invited us. So basically, oh, like anytime okay. there was a lock-in, you would... They, the youth group would encourage you, like, oh, invite all your friends, even if they don't go to this church, whatever, because yep. it's totally a way of, like, you it's know, it's the, it's the candy yes. to get them to keep coming back and, like, uh -huh. oh, let's see what this is about. And they, at the Protestant churches, there was almost no proselytizing at all at the right. lock-ins. But at the Catholic church, it was 24-7 proselytized Whoa. slash call us whores. <laughs> Um, yeah, they called us whores repeatedly, and we're like, wow. we're gonna call our adults. Parents. Yes, adults. Oh my god, it was that's insane. So it was like traumatizing. It was, that's and we were crazy. all just sitting. We, but we were all so pissed. Yeah, and you're in the middle of getting finger banged. Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm how? just like, <laughs> he hasn't even gotten a second finger in. <laughs> <laughs> JK, JK Rowling. Um, <laughs> no, it was like really genuinely nothing was happening in right. that room. Yeah. Basically, we were all in there gossiping about like what a shit fuck this, <laughs> this lock in was. It was yeah. so crappy. I'm so sorry. The Ugh. girl who had invited us, I think it was Becky Couch. Invited. That's uh, not a real name. That's one hundred percent a real I love, name. I love the full disclosure, first and last name. <laughs> oh yeah, in this podcast made out with her brother, who was a senior when I was a freshman. <laughs> Chuck oh, Couch. You made out with, oh, you made out with him. <laughs> oh, no, Becky me, Couch me. used to make out no. with her brother. <laughs> Wow! No. I made out with Chuck Couch. I had a Chuck Couch. <laughs> yeah. Was he a good kisser? I don't remember. You don't remember? I think like pro I was probably just like he's a senior. Oh, <laughs> like that was probably all I cared that's about. So cute. He was very cute. <laughs> One time, Ashley. Ashley and I were getting food in between shows. <laughs> she said, "You know, I almost have an egot by how the people I've made out with." Or <laughs> 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 I think that I've almost made out with. Uh, people enough people that have an egot. Yeah, I think you were missing one award. I think I was missing. Which I'm, one is or, it? Well, they weren't all. Some were nominees. <gasps> oh, uh, okay. okay. That yeah. Okay, we'll allow it. <laughs> Does that count? That counts. No, no, no. They have doesn't to have won count. Award. They have to yeah. have won. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that is so funny. <laughs> do you think that you let that? Um, or not you let that, but do you think that that penetrated you? Or do you think you were like, like, <laughs> do you think that you, like, you were you like, that motherfucker just called us whores? Oh, we or were mad think, as hell. Yeah. And just like, these guys are jokes. I mean, we were kind of just like right. laughing at them. Like, yeah. you're so dumb. This is so stupid. You're being idiots. Yeah. And uh, were they like actual adults or just older? I think they were adults. Yeah, like, like it was adults. like, it's even worse. It was awful. I mean, we, I think it was, it, I think it did penetrate to some extent, but we were of, we were at that age where it was like, you don't want to show that vulnerability, right. but also we were self-aware enough to know like what he's doing is absolutely insane. Yeah, and like, yeah. I have no doubt, like it was like at that time when you have realized like, Oh, adults don't know everything yeah. and they yeah. fuck up all the time. Uh -huh. And yeah, it, that was, 
uh, not a great lock-in <laughs> experience. So when did you leave Georgia? When I went to college. Uh, I went to college in St. Louis. Um, okay. And I, so that was, I was 18. Oh, cool. Yeah. And you haven't been back. I mean, I go back like to visit. But and to stuff. live. No, I never have lived there again. I oh, mean, cool. in this one, one or two summers, I was like at home, mm-hmm. you know, um, but like, no, I never was like living on my own there or anything. Yeah, yeah. Is it hard hitting you hard right now being from there, being a liberal minded person? Have you always been liberal? I kind of have, weirdly, because my parents, my dad is like indecipherable, but he hates Donald Trump and is definitely like voted Democrat in the last election, but I bet he's voted. That's a big deal. He's probably voted all over the map. I I love that though. I love someone who can be like, oh, smart enough to be like, this person's not good, although I am part of this party or like I voted this party line or whatever, because you don't, I think a lot, a lot of people vote party line because they're ignorant yeah oh 100 you know I mean? and that's they're like oh yeah. someone well bob from my golf buddy told me i should vote this way so i'm gonna vote this way yeah and you know we all kind of hate queer so you know like <laughs> so it's kind of like the one thing you know yeah. like it's i i think that's way smart to be like no i don't i'm not loyal to a party i'm gonna see who's better for my country yeah, yeah. and he so i haven't always agreed with who like i know he voted for john mccain in the mccain obama election but then mm. he voted for obama in his second term oh, oh wow uh, but like he's also a guy who did he like got just pulled a good draft number and didn't go to vietnam so i think he has such a massive amount of respect for veterans uh, that he would have just always voted for the veteran. Right. Oh, um, okay. that's so And particularly a Vietnam veteran, because I think yeah. he has this like sense of like, well, I didn't get to go and do that. Like I should like honor the people who did go and do wow. that. I think that, that I don't, that's me putting something on him, but Sh- sure. I, I think it's based in reality. Um, but my mother and stepdad are voted for Trump. My mom doesn't like <sighs> Trump, but is like, they just listen to all this like right wing talk radio right. and it just they don't know what they're talking about. And my stepdad is a smart guy. He is a incredibly kind, wonderful person. And I just don't it, it, it's very daunting and frustrating to like have someone who you love who is being insane and detrimental yeah. to the country, people I care about, like right. me yeah. as right. a woman. Like yeah. it and and to I mean basically the way we deal with it is we just don't talk about it because yep. when we do it does not go well because they you can't fight the that right wing radio propaganda there's no fighting it because they it's basically like programming right yeah. and, and they're so, reinforcing fear oh and yeah and yeah. and there's not all you all they can say back is well you know that's just not the, that's not how I understand it and so right. it's like, well, then, okay, then you don't understand the truth because right. Rush Limbaugh's a liar yes. and a hypocrite. Yeah. And, you know, so it is, it's upsetting and hard. And like my sister lives there, my brothers live there. But there must be a predilection to it in order for them to keep wanting to listen to that, right? Because there's so many there things is, to listen to. I think there is. I think it's like the people that they have surrounded themselves with in their church and and in different things. I mean, like Mm. an example that drives me crazy is they both did this Bible study. I think it was the same one like that George W. Bush did. Like it's a national thing where one of the rules of the Bible study is no one can lead it if they have ever been divorced or if they're married to a person who has been divorced. Now, my mom and dad got divorced. Yeah. She married my stepdad. So neither of them can lead this Bible study. And for me, I'm like, 
doesn't that they're like no i understand why that rules there and i'm like but but what does that have to do with your ability to lead a Bible study? Yeah, like so do how they is walk that... around feeling like sinners because their marriage exactly. didn't work? That, right? Like, and my stepdad married someone who had been married before. Right. Like, what is his crime? He took on two children when he was twenty six years saint. old. Yeah, yeah. Like he's nine years younger than my mom, and he took on a ten year old wow, and a nine year old. Right? How did she book that? <laughs> Mad cougar. <laughs> She's got great legs. Oh, beautiful I, blue eyes. Oh, That's how wow. She did it. That's that, how you she got did those it. too. That's it. You do you have got those games. Oh, thank you. Not, <laughs> not like hers. Hers are like, as she's told me many times, I wish you would have got my eyes. Because <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> she has like those like icy blue, like oh. White Walker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your eyes are less scary. Mine, yeah, yeah, yeah mine are more Walker. like just standard blue. <laughs> <laughs> hers are the special. She's told me, like, one of my favorite things that my mom ever did was one time we were stopped in traffic and she just sort of like flipped the rear view mirror to uh. look and goes I have beautiful eyes <laughs> oh! I love your mom. She's, she's a gay my, icon. My sister and I died. That's wow. so funny. She's an icon. She's a gay icon, even though she voted for Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll allow it. There's a few of those out there. Well, I yeah. wonder what she's gonna do coming up because she is one that I can on occasion talk to about stuff, and she's like, I don't like him as a person. I don't think he's a good person. Um, and so I'm like, well, then don't vote for him. I'm like, just right. don't vote. Like, if you can't yeah. bring yourself to vote, she because she is a person who thinks that Hillary Clinton killed Vince Foster. Like these, this oh is what this is what God. I'm talking about when I'm saying yeah. you can't talk to them because yeah. I'm like, you're on Neptune. You're poisoned. I can't like, yeah. how do I communicate with you? Yeah. But yeah, like she, I, I'm just like, then don't show up. Just right. don't vote. Yeah, don't right, vote. Right. Don't do, vote for this person who is a monster. A yes, exactly. I think there. I think this 2020 election is, is going to be interesting because there's so many Trump voters that are disillusioned now. Yeah. And maybe we won't move their vote to the Democratic Party, but hopefully they'll abstain. Oh, God, yeah. I hope. And just, a, just stay home. Yeah. I would love that. I'm take Actually, a day off. I'm really yeah. excited after watching these Dem debates, and I did not think I was going to have that. Yeah. But I think there are a lot of stars in this, starting to rise in this group. Me too. And I think it could really be energizing and exciting in that it, I think this next, our generation and the generation below us, this mm -hmm. Gen Z, is going to come out in droves if we are God, to so. if we were to have a Kamala Pete uh, ticket. Bitch. If there's a black woman and a gay man on the ticket, oh my God! I really think this next generation will show up in a I way that so. the college generation has never showed up for an election before. Yeah, right. and I think if we are energized in that way, things could really change. We could turn. We just need to get the Senate back, really. Yeah, because we gotta. We gotta. There's nothing we can do with fucking bitch Mitch. No, oh, I hate him. I hate that fucking turtle. I hate him uh, so, so gross. Much. He's the worst person. Yeah. Anyway, we got distracted. We got distracted <laughs> with politics. <laughs> I can do that. Now, uh, what? When did you meet your husband? We met working at Disney World. Um, yeah. You worked in Disney World? I did, yeah. Down in at, Orlando? I did, yeah, the, at MGM Studios, which is now, I guess, Hollywood Studios, oh, but at the wow. time was MGM Studios. Um, yeah, we were doing like a, it was like a sketch slash improv show. What? Um, they have those in Disney World? They did, yeah. They don't have it anymore, but they had it for a long time at that 
at that uh, particular park. And we were both in that show and we met and became friends. And then eventually we fell in love. Oh my God. That's so cute. Somewhere in my drafts of my recordings, when Ashley was teaching us musical improv, she would have someone in the room tell a story and then we'd do a full hour show on the story. And we did the love story of Nate and Ashley at Hollywood. I still have it in my notes somewhere. It's like Hollywood Studios. (laughs) I I think I played you. Oh, you did? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Roll of a I lifetime. I bet you were amazing. <laughs> it was a phenomenal. I can't remember any of it. Uh, <laughs> I've just watched way too much improv. I like. I don't remember shows I was in. I'm like, I don't know. Same. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea. When people go like, remember that one show? I'm like, what? I have no nope. idea. No <laughs> recollection. Oh, my God. Oh, this is so fun. But it is that time of the show right now. It's wait. wait let's, let's have, have fun. fun. <laughs> <laughs> this is the point this in the show where we start to have fun yes <gasps> finally. Um, finally so now we're at our sleepover you're at our slumber party with Ooh. us and one thing i want you to do is if you have one think of a movie that you'd like to pop in that you'd want to watch with us can be anything whatever the first thing is that comes to your mind okay. but first we're going to play a couple of slumber party games <gasps> yes so we have a merry fuck kill for Ooh, you love it merry fuck kill battle of the chrises <gasps> Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, Chris Kringle. Okay. Santa Claus himself. Okay, this is going to be controversial. Um, Mary, Chris Evans. Yeah, Yeah, I see that. Yeah, hell yeah. Fuck Chris Hemsworth. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And your bitch is killing Santa Claus. You better die because you ain't real, Santa. (laughs) You dead now. Drag him. <laughs> that was that was easy. What's your yeah, beef? What's your, no, it's not easy. Kill the the Christmas bringer. The Christmas present. Uh, Jesus you is the reason Jesus? for the season. Yes. <laughs> Mother Mary. Okay, that's why we're Catholic. Mary's the one that really did the work. Honey. Yes, the Virgin. The Virgin. Oh, I think she I got the a exactly divine thing. epidural. It was nothing. Uh, <laughs> would you have said something different? Yeah, I would marry Santa Claus. Why? <gasps> Thank you. Oh, because your daddy you issues? Gifts. <laughs> <laughs> that is your that love is language. Just, that is your love language. That's my love language. Gifts. He's yeah. not a daddy. You don't have any kids. <gasps> Every kid is Every his kid. Issues. Every kid is his kid. Yes, it's oh, Father Noel. <gasps> oh, that's beautiful. Père Noel. Noel. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mary, <laughs> Mary Santa presents. Hello. Yeah. Uh, a second home in the Arctic, in the Antarctic. <laughs> Your North vacation Pole. home. If it's still there in the ne- in a year. <laughs> um, and I would fuck Chris Hemsworth. Oh, I guess I would kill Chris Evans. Oh, why would you kill He's Chris the best. Evans? He's the best Chris. He's, he is great. He's I a mean, good Chris. Because like, I think Chris Hemsworth, I would be happy to marry too. But if it's a choice between Evans and Hemsworth, yeah. Evans seems smarter. He does. Just from interviews and stuff I've seen. And he's tender. He's so tender. With his dog. Oh my God, he's so sweet. And he's like woke. He's good. Uh, He's good stuff. He's He's good good stuff. And he's got a hot gay brother. He does. And he supports him. Yeah, always has. Always has. I met his gay brother at a bar when I was 18. And I remember him just being like, yeah, my brother's like kind of popping off, becoming like a big movie. He wasn't like Captain America yet. He was, he was in Varsity but he Blues. He was like, yeah, he's very supportive of me. He's like wonderful about the gay thing. I'm I was like, Varsity oh. Blues. <gasps> Varsity was, Blues. Was he in Varsity Blues? No, but he was, no, he in, was in that, that parody one. movie. That's the one where he does where he the was... Varsity Blues um, whipped cream. Whipped cream and the banana and he in the looks butt. So <laughs> he looks I snuck into Not Another Teen Movie, told my mom I was going to see a Tim Allen movie. Bitch! Bought a ticket. <laughs> 
Joe Somebody. Bought a ticket for Joe Somebody. The twist of the and century. <laughs> Joe we Somebody. It was a movie called Joe Somebody. Oh my God. Can you believe know. that Republican. got greenlit? Joe Somebody. Hey, we got this movie for Tim Allen. Do it. Do it. Tim Allen can walk in a room yeah. and be like, I want to do a movie about crossing the street. And they'd be like, yeah, yeah. Republican propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my um, God. This has been so fun. Thank you yeah. for doing this. Well, do you have a movie Let's you want to pop in? Oh, oh yeah. man, it's so tough because uh, it's probably it, it will be the movie that ruins the slumber party probably. Perfect. But it's one of my all-time favorites, Broadcast News, starring William Hurt, Albert Brooks, and Holly Hunter, directed by oh, and written by James Brooks. One of the best movies ever, and very prescient to our media today. Really, not, I don't know about this. Please movie. watch it. It's, it's so. A drama? This is a good. It's like a dramedy because you know James Brooks James Bro- is like yeah. He's kind of like dark comedy. It's a, it's like, um, yeah, it's funny. It's funny, but good and like smart. Like this would be if we were in high school. And, okay. or, I mean, or now. I would do yeah. it now too. Yeah. But like. Uh, Holly Hunter is so She's from good. my hometown. <gasps> and I is love she? her. She is. Wow. And from- I'm obsessed with her. Connors, Georgia. Oh, Connors, Georgia. Um, but yeah, you should watch Broadcast News. It's a great movie. Okay, that's and a I good just want one. I want everyone to love it. It's not a slumber party movie, except for the fact that it's a movie that I feel like not enough people have seen, and so I would feel good about showing it to people. Like, Those are it. the best slumber party movies. Is when yeah, you just have a. It doesn't. It's not about the vibe. Really, it's not like you have to watch Drop Dead Gorgeous or Clueless or something. It's just like when you're in your group and somebody's like, "I really want to show this to you." Yeah. One time, the one of the first times I ever got high, we got really really stoned, went to Blockbuster in college, and we were like, "We want to watch a really good movie," and we just kept asking if they had Lion in Winter. <gasps> And Love that like, movie. I've never seen it, but we they didn't have it, and so we were so upset. So we were like, "Let's watch the boy with the striped pajamas." <gasps> no, uh, the Holocaust movie. Yes, I've never seen that. It is the darkest, it's so saddest, sad. most horrifying movie, and we were stoned out of our minds. It was the worst decision we've ever. Made. <laughs> Absolutely, we were, we were just all in a in a pile on the floor, just like rocking back and forth. It's about <laughs> a little Aryan boy who um, his dad is a Nazi, <gasps> and they move into this beautiful home during the Holocaust and he meets go through he like wanders off into the woods and through a fence meets another little boy in striped pajamas who is in uh, oh my God. a detention the center. Yeah, oh my the, God. Uh, it is so dark and so horrible. Don't watch that movie while you're stoned. <laughs> Well, do watch Lion in Winter because yeah. Tour de Force performances. She's amazing. Uh, Peter O'Toole, I think, is the, yeah, he plays the King Henry. Oh. Uh, young Anthony Hopkins being a oh, very yeah. sexy Richard. Ooh, a young Timothy Dalton so oh. as uh, the Sp- Spanish prince. I forget what his name is. Philip, maybe, or something? Yeah, Philip. Right. Yeah, that is right. Um, oh. Okay, so really broadcast good. news, Lion in Winter. <laughs> yeah. Great, can't wait. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then Boy in the Striped Pajamas, if you are stark if sober. You're sober. If you're very sober, you're yeah, I'm going to watch it. I'm yeah. going to watch it. It's actually a very good movie. Yeah, I want to see movie. it. It's really it good. It was really a book, good. too. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is of no Classic. interest to me. Yes. But, um, oh, man, this was so fun. I yeah. can't believe an hour went by so fast. I know, it did. Yeah. Where can the people find you? Oh, well, you can find me on Twitter at Ashley J. Ward. Or you can find me on Instagram at Ashley Jean Ward because Ashley J was already taken. Taken. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so, Jean. So Ashley now Jean we know Ward. what the J stands for. The That's mystery right. is gone. No. And are you, you're going to be in Edinburgh too? I am not going to be in Edinburgh this <gasps> you're not year. Going this I've, year. No, I've done it six times and I'm just taking a, That's taking a little break. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll you see. You got it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think I get the gist. Yeah. You know, it's honestly such a fun time, and I'll we'll definitely have some FOMO, but uh, yeah. I'm sitting this one out. Okay, staying yeah. home with my husband. Oh yeah, yay. we'll miss you. you very much. I will miss y'all, yeah. and I know yeah. you're gonna have so much fun. But it's, I was also yeah. just.
was gone for a month. So. Yeah, you just but went to Australia, so you got your. The, and my jet lag fill. has been rolling to. Oh, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you for spending yeah. your day with us. This has been so fun. Y'all are the best. Thank you. y'all. Yeah. And you can find me at tmurray 6 on all platforms. And I'm at Peter KZ. And don't forget to rate, listen, subscribe, all the good stuff. Yes, that really us helps us get the word out. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Thanks, yeah. Ashley. Bye. Bye. Sweet dreams. <gasps> oh. <laughs> <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.